Well, thank you very much, Malou. Uh, uh, that is a pastor, and I know uh, I'm honored to be with each one of you. Uh, I recognize the and respect each of your callings. I believe God has a place for all of us in the body of Christ, and uh, I am very passionate about what God has called me to do. I'm very determined to hear those words, well done, thy good and faithful servant. That that I have called you to do, you've accomplished. That's what I want to hear. And so we are all a part of the body of Christ. We all know from 1 Corinthians chapter 12 that talks about the body of Christ. Romans chapter 12, Ephesians chapter 4. We all have a part in the body of Christ. It doesn't make one part more important than the other. It's the harmony of all parts of the body. And I know in this audience we have uh, bishops and apostles and pastors and, and uh, a wide range of giftings that are so valuable. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep moving towards those directions that will bring people to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Now, a bit about me so that you know where my background is. I did uh, graduate and attended Bible college, actually back when Don was in Bible college, uh, first year in uh, several, many years ago. My wife and I, I've been married 47 years. Uh, we worked together uh, closely in my calling. We're called to be side by side. And in this process, I'm called to the body of Christ as a business person. And I know that, I knew that when I was going to Bible school. <clears throat> I'll be respectful, but most everyone else in my class was going to be a missionary or a pastor or evangelist or a traveling minister of some sort. And I honestly felt a little bit uh, maybe inferior because I'm thinking, why did I go to Bible college to be a business person? And I actually had some people ask me that, now why did you go to Bible college when you're going to be a business person? But I tell you, it was the very best spiritual step uh, for my development as a Christian. And so <clears throat> that has been my path. And I did start, and I have no time to tell you the path that I took uh, in detail, but I've owned business now for 35 years, two different major businesses, and I currently have 45 employees. <clears throat> I'm called to be consistent in my walk, uh, consistent in my walk to my workers, my employees, consistent in my walk with the community. You know, a, a business person that doesn't pay their bills and all their employees are mad and wants to quit and they say bad things, that is a testimony to God. More than just a testimony to me, it's a testimony to God and His goodness. But if we work our way in a manner that will honor God in whatever we have to do, then God is honored. We are his example on this earth to the best we do. Yeah, I make mistakes, and all of us make mistakes, but even that lets us clean up our mistakes, let us honor, uh, respect our mistakes, and people see that. And so God has a plan for us. I do attend a large church. <clears throat> it's a church that the pastor is known to teach good business. Guess what happens? When he teaches good business. Now, not every sermon is on business, but in almost every sermon, I pick up some things that are related to finance and monies. And he's just written a book that's soon to come out that's called The Money Gap. So I've been blessed to be in the same church 
for 25 years. For you pastors, you would like to know, I won't say the dollar amount, but I have been a consistent tither of my personal household income for 45, 47 years. My wife and I have been mar married for 47 years, and I have not missed a tithe check in 47 years. That's not bragging on me. That should be the normal. That should be what everybody that wants God to do in their finances. How can we ask God to help me in my finances when we don't actually do the most basic thing that we are asked to do? So I hope you uh, pastors would kind of uh, grin to say, I hope I have a whole church full of people that are in business, that know how business works, that are gainfully employed, and guess what? That creates a real solid financial stand for our church. I, I just, I, it would blow your mind how much our church gives to the gospel outside of their normal needs. So enough on that. God has a call for me in my life. And I was blessed to be in some 25, some 35 different countries in my life. And I'm still going. I'm going to go some more. I've been in at least 12 countries of Africa on some 20 or 25 trips to Africa. I, I, I'm currently working, really disciplined working in the countries of Tanzania and uh, uh, Uganda and Kenya and, and uh, uh, the Republic of Congo. And we're rolling out something that I am convinced that God has called me to do. I don't think he called the most skilled person. I think there are other people that are much more skilled than I am, much more knowledgeable. <clears throat> but I answered that call. He takes the person that is willing and 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 and, and responds. He doesn't talk, start with the person that has the most ability. So through this time, I'm constantly learning, constantly learning. I have so much more to learn. So here's some things that I've learned, though. <clears throat> when I traveled these 35 nations. I always made a point to visit with Christian business people that had success. Had success. Now, I've got to say this two or three times. I am never, ever seeking money. Let me say that again. I am never, ever seeking money. I'm always seeking the laws of business and finance that if I follow those laws... I will have money. Mm. The athlete that seeks to win the championship or the musician that hopes to be famous in their musical skills, they could have their eye on the target, but they've got to concentrate on what gets them there. And what I've discovered, and I'm going to be respectful, uh, and especially in Africa, is that and, and this probably does not apply to any of you, but my business people, business people tell me that we hear a lot of messages about you should give and a lot of biblical instructions about you should give, and that is true. But they tell me, and I'm saying this respectfully, that very few times has anybody told them how to handle money so they can get it God's way. So... How can I give it if I don't get it? I don't want to borrow from the bank, and now I owe the bank and I give to the church. I need to know how to gain the knowledge of God related to finances and business. And I'm going to tell you not everyone that's in the work world 
is called to own a business with 45 employees. Like I'm saying, one of the laws of business is to start small. Mm. You know how many people have asked me since I'm white and from America, could you send me $5,000 to start my business? Do you know how the answer is? No. Because you wouldn't know what to do with the $5,000 if you've never handled 5000s before. So the way you learn to do business is you start small. You start with what you have. You grow step by step. That will work every time. Every time. So I have worked and focused on what I call learning God's laws of the way to handle finances and do business. That's my quest. Let me tell you over again several times, I'm not propagating or telling you how to do business like we do it in America. Mm. Do you hear me? Yes. I'm not talking about doing business like America or doing business like UK or Australia or Germany or Netherlands. I'm talking about doing business the way God wants it to be done. And I'm convinced that no one has consistently stepped up in a big way to teach your people how this works. And since, since I've been taught this over the last 25 to 35 years, I feel a sincere responsibility to pass that on to others so that they can be independently, respectfully, self-sustaining self in their finances. And not just on verily get along street. You know, like I just barely got along. I'm driving an old car with worn out tires. My, my shoes are worn out. And I got one nice suit and one nice dress. And on Sunday, I can and kind of go there and, and, and look like I'm making it good. No, I'm talking about having finances under my control. You see, that's the difference. I want to control my finances. I have seen so many people be so unable to control finances, it scares me. And the only thing I can say is don't give them more money because they don't know how to control it. They don't know how to use it. So I'm on this path to say God wants us to teach our people the business lessons that God had have for us. Now, there's going to be some that will say, I didn't know there was any best business lessons in the Bible. Well, it's all the way you look at it. If you're not looking to learn something from the sermon that the pastor teaches, that's a good business person, you're going to miss it. And if you're not looking in the Word of God about how the Word of God teaches on business, you're going to miss it. And here's some of the lessons. I mean, I, 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 I just tell you that the Word of God is full. First of all, the Word of God is full of the fact that godly people will prosper. Now, some of you are going to hear that the prosperity message is a bad thing. I'm not preaching the prosperity message. Mm. I'm preaching you God's plan for business. And mm. so you name me, I challenge many people to name me one godly person in the Bible, one, that over a period of time that wasn't well, well satisfied, sustained in their finances, and excelled in a huge way that they were respected by others because of the way they handled their monies. 
The only person that for a while that I can name is Job in the book of Job when he was tested, you know the story, and for a while he lost everything. But you know at the end of that book, he had gained everything back double. So name me somebody, tell me that we're supposed to be poor, tell me where you find that in the Bible. Now, somebody that was looking for money and wants to go down the prosperity message of, of abundance so I can spend it on myself, so I can have a bigger house, I can have... that's Those, those people are going to have to answer to God. But I'm not teaching that. I'm teaching that you need to have everyone in your congregations, everyone in your community ought to look to you and say, man, that person has it together. They know what's happening. They know how to handle their finances. And I'm a believer, and I'm now convinced, after being in 35 countries and, and visiting with more than several hundred Christian business people, the ones that are quiet, usually the ones I want to talk with are not out, you know, bragging, because that brings problems. So I would go to these communities, and I'd find somebody that, that tell me who's in real business, that is really doing something. And, and business, and, and is respected in the community, and I would ask them questions like, how did you get started? What are you doing now to be successful? How does this really work? And I started comparing that with the Word of God and seeing the same lessons coming there in the Word of God when you look close, when you look differently. You know, some of you, someone has some beautiful singing. I don't know who that is. That I know. I guess it's Pastor uh, Lou's uh, son, and his and and I don't know who was uh, who was singing. But you, if, yeah. yeah, but you have to. You have to. You can go to the Bible and you can see about music. You can know how praise and worship's important. And then guess what? To play the piano and sing, you got to practice. Mm -hmm. You know, you you have to be able to to know that you're gifted in that area, and then you have to learn some lessons. If you're a guitarist, you have to callous the end of your fingers. You have to practice that much so your fingers are calloused, <clears throat> so it doesn't hurt when you're pushing on the string. So if you're called to do business, you've got to start the same way. You've got to start with what you have and grow step by step by step and start learning these lessons. Now, these lessons, by the way, once you learn them, then you'll know what to do when trouble comes, when pandemic comes. Because you don't, you're not looking to someone else to help you always. You're looking to God and his, the lessons he's taught you to get through those difficult times. And just a sideline, that's when you're the brightest light in the community is when everybody is having trouble and for some reason, you are not having the same financial trouble as they are. And you can't just open your checkbook and give everybody on the block money. But you can say, let me help you learn God's laws for doing business. So these laws, and I'm going to cover some of them in the time I have. And the, that's what we're putting on our website and on our what's called IBB Talks. It is a spin from TED Talks. Because today's society is listening on things like that, and and uh, and they can listen when when they're downloaded on their phone or they have access to the internet. They can listen to it while they're stuck in. We call it stuck in the jam. How many know that all of Africa has jams in the traffic? 
Am I right? Yes. Not all Africa, but a lot of Africa. Well, we have jams in America, too. So what do you want to listen to when you're stuck in the jam? Listen to something that's got to build up your ability in business. And so we're presented these, and we have, by the way, I happen, because I'm getting it started, I have probably the majority, I have the majority of lessons there. But we have lessons taught with uh, several lessons taught for, from people in the country of Uganda. We have lessons taught from people in Tanzania. And we're inviting those people that have a lesson on God's way to do business to share that in an 8 to 10 minute uh, lesson on one topic, and that's what they are. And so there's where we're at. And we know that if we're going to get it to the people, we're not just giving it, getting it to the people that have smartphones. We're not just getting it to the people that have uh, Internet access, because guess what? In the rural area of Uganda, they don't have good cell phone access. They don't have Internet. So we're putting it, I'm on the radio in Uganda in a language called Runyan Kori twice a week because we're teaching these lessons to people out in the in the villages because God's word on finances and business will work anywhere, any language, yes. any culture, any yes. a time period in history. It's a law. Example. Would anybody doubt that gravity is the same no matter if in UK, Malawi, uh, Tanzania, or, or US, or, or wherever? Is gravity not the same? Hmm. Of course. Mm -hmm. That's a law. Well, we happened to discover a law about 125 years ago. It was called the law of flight or the law of lift, how air goes over the wing of an airplane. And you can overcome gravity if you do. You design your, your plane correctly and go at a certain speed. And we discovered the law of lift. Guess what? That law of lift was always there. Mm. We just didn't know about it. And now since we discovered it, we can get in an airplane and fly around the globe in a short period of time instead of taking the slow boat to the slow boat, right? Hmm. So the only thing missing in the villages of, of the remote part of Uganda is they don't know the law. No one has helped them understand how God works. And it's, and it's profoundly simple. And, and that's why we, and believe me, I am not discrediting someone that, that went to university to gain knowledge in business. I went to university, I happen to be a graduate engineer, but, I, but the university primarily is giving the opportunity for students to graduate and get a job. Guess what? I know enough that there's not a lot of good jobs in most developing nations. And that's why people want out. I want out of here because I can't get a job. Well, I say the best place to be is there in your native country if you can, and you learn these laws because the opportunities are there. The opportunities, because you're the ones that know how the laws of business work, and you can teach and help others. And we're here trying to really change, first of all, change the way people think. Mm. If you think poor, you're going to act poor. Mm. You understand? You think yeah. poor, you're going to make poor decisions. You're going to make decisions based on how can I just get along? How can I just get to the next day, the next meal, the next week? I'm going to make poor decisions. 
So our first step is to help people start changing the way they think. Romans 12 says that, 1 and 2 says, Be ye therefore transformed by the renewing of your mind. Mm. That's how we remove our mind, the word of God. And we always con con confirm with this that Jesus was here on this earth and, and he was here for just a few years and only active in ministry for about three. And then he goes and leaves us. But guess what he said? We've got the Holy Spirit. I'm going to send you the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, to help you. And so if you have the Word of God and the Holy Spirit and just a little bit of encouragement, you would be surprised how fast God responds to those things, how fast God responds to faith. God's The only thing that God can respond to, in my opinion, is your faith. Yes. I see it in the Word. I believe it. I move from my head to my heart. I know that's true. I know God wants to be whatever. And you have to take an action. There's always an action because that's confirming your faith. James chapter, uh, in James it talks, faith without works is dead. Well, I went to a denomination that hammered me that you got to work your way to heaven. Well, that's not right. I'm saved by grace through faith. What that's saying is, for by faith, are you confirming, you're confirming your faith by your actions you take. So in the Old Testament, Naaman, I think, was the, the, the king or the leader that, that the prophet told him, he must go dip in the river. I hope it was Nile. or, or uh, I'm not sure what the river was. I'm sorry. You got to dip there seven times. And the guy says, you know who I am? You want me to dip seven times in that dirty old river? And they talked him into doing it. God's actions are consistently simple, but consistent, consistently contrary to what most people think you ought to do. Mm. Always. You understand? They're mm. always simple. So the person that wants to start with a $5,000 chicken farm doesn't get my money. I tell them, I told them this exact thing in a meeting like this. I said, listen, let me really help you. Mm. I'm asking, do you like eggs to eat? Of course, everybody likes eggs. Well, you can wait for years till that $5,000 comes from America, or you can get started right now. Mm. Take two eggs and learn how to hatch them. Mm. In five, I'm from the farm. In five months, if you feed them just basic, almost anything you can find, they'll grow up. Of course, the better the food, it's better. In about five months, they'll start producing. Those two chickens will produce about at least about 20 or 25 uh, eggs a month. You're started, girl. You're started, guy. You started your chicken farm right there, but you learned how to raise your chickens from the very start, and you didn't lose all the money. Well, I can't do that. I need a lot of money to build my pen and get... That's not the way it works. It's always simple. God will always... He asked us to do something simple. And you know, I was in that meeting, and my friend Joel from... Uh, 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 from another part of Uganda, out of Kampala, Jinja, Jinja, Uganda. He was sitting in the back of the room, and he raised his hand. He says, Brother Gary, what's your... And he came to the front, and I'll be honest with you, the audience was sitting there, you know how they have like glazed eyes over their, their eyes? They're like, oh yeah, there's no way that's going to work. 
because this is too simple. And Joel comes to the back, and I said, come up here, Joel. And he says, I'm telling you, that's what I did. I, I, I started with seven chickens. I found out two were roosters, so I didn't know how to know, didn't know which were hens or roosters when I got them. I had to learn that. But five of them are raising, are, are producing eggs. And from that, I went to 500 chickens. And from that, he was headed to 2,000 chickens. My friend Hamisi in, uh, 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 in Mbarara, Uganda, you know how many chickens he has? 30,000. 30,000 chickens. I asked him how he got started. He started with what he had. He didn't have a car. He didn't have a chicken. So we've got to change the way people think. And the first thing we say is you're responsible to gain enough finances for your ha your family's household needs. Is that mm -hmm. simple? Forget about the big business with all the employees that you don't know how to handle and you don't know how to pay them. You don't know where the money's going to come. You don't know all about quality. You don't know the laws. You just got started big. So the first thing, everything we say is, Create enough revenue for your personal household expenses. Yes. And I mean enough. Enough that occasionally you can upgrade your car. Enough that your kids have shirts, uh, nice uniforms for school. Enough that you have uh, tuition for, for their schools they need to. Don't brag. Keep it quiet. Just do it. Mm. The business people I met that were successful were not ones to brag. They said, hey, look at me. Look at what I'm doing. They just did it with no big hurrah, step by step by step. So I'm after some of the major lessons. And I know I have just a couple minutes here. So uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just show, tell you about the lessons of God in business. And I'm going to use this by using our, our, our bodies as an example, because God creates everything in systems and processes. And, you know, if you talk about our physical bodies, we might have different colors of skin, we might have different hair, we might have different heights, different weights, but we all have a reproductive system, we all have a digestive system, we all have the ability to have a nervous system. Uh, a, a, uh, all ever our bodies is created in systems, and it's all the same. So one of the things I teach people is to learn systems, to learn to think in systems. Learn to think, how can I do something that's going to reproduce itself in a way that, that, that is, it's, I don't have to recreate it every time. That's how you really make money, is you create routines and systems that are consistent with what, what you, 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 you're faced with. One of the other lessons is, I was asked yesterday, I, I talked to many countries. I, I, I have lessons going in Mongolia. I've been to Mongolia two times, and I have a similar lesson like I'm talking to you in Mongolia. Why? Because the, the laws are the same. And the person asked me, well, what business is best? How can I make the most money? Well, this is a law. God put inside of you different interests and skill sets and desires. If you don't like to cook, don't start a restaurant. <laughs> yes. You understand? Yes. 
So look inside and don't copy the person, your cousin, your uncle, that's got some kind of a retail store selling tomatoes on the corner of the, the corner of uh, uh, Main and, and 12th, because there's already 18 people there. It's already saturated. Look for, look for God to create something inside your desires that's different. There's where the Holy Spirit works. So these are lessons. Work with systems. Understand how systems work. Start with something that fits you. Don't copy somebody else. Ask and start really small with what you have. Mm. That's the biggest issue, I think, that people are waiting and waiting and waiting to get started. Well, hold it. If God loves you as a perfect father, and he does, then there's something in your control that you have. And if you'll start small with it and take a small step with that, you'll see that God is waiting for you. I use the example of, I have grandchildren now, I have uh, uh, grown grandchildren, but everyone that has a small child knows that about nine or 10 months or 12 months, they're standing up and they're ready to walk. They're holding on to the something with their one hand and the whole everybody's going, get the camera, get the camera, because we want to take a picture of them, their first steps walking. And they're standing there and you're going, ah, come on, take a step. Oh, they don't do it. They sit down, they get back up. They go, and then pretty soon they take a few steps. And everybody is going, Hallelujah, my son, my daughter, they're walking. Put it on Facebook, call somebody, tell somebody. That's what God's doing with your faith. He said, take a step. Take a little bitty step. And God's all of heaven is going, hey, Susie, he, she's took a step. I'm going to respond that with the biggest you know, confirmation you've ever seen. There's a confirmation that comes from God. When you understand God's plan, you start believing in your head that God wants you to have the good things in life, and now you believe it in your heart that, yeah, this is how faith works for everything. You believe it in This is right. And then you look for something you can start with, and you take that first step, and now you're on the path. Now that person that had the two eggs and, and, and wants to hatch them, God's going to show up big. He's going to cause you to learn and to work. What other lessons are there? The lesson of quality. I had somebody say, hey, how can I increase my marketing? And they were surprised of the answer. Well, first make sure you got a high quality product. Because you cannot market, you cannot overcome marketing a bad product. Every time that something you sell goes out, if you're in food and it tastes bad or about to be rotten or, or it breaks, you sell a car and it drives 100 yards down the road and it breaks or, or you, you fix somebody's hair and it's not really good or you make some shoes and they fall apart or you sew up a, a wedding dress and, you, and, and, and it, doesn't, it doesn't look good. I like to use wedding cakes as a good example. You make a wedding cake, everybody wants a wedding cake to be good and it falls Guess what? You can't out you can't market. You can't marketing's not going to help you. So quality, where do I get in the word of God? When God created, not only did he create the systems when he created Genesis, where he said he created everything after its own kind, he created everything in systems so that he never has really created anything new since the time he says it's it's well done and good. Well, guess what? When he says and it was good, you know what that meant? 
It was the highest quality you could possibly have. Yes. Amen. <laughs> it was good. That's all he did. I have, I have a machine shop, so I have a quality department. And we have to have the highest quality parts leave our shop. I'm penalized in dollars if I allow a part to get out of our shop to our another our customer because they put it in an assembly line. In one case, it's a huge well, it's a huge amount of money if we get it out of our control and goes into my customer without the quality they paid for. Mm. That's a law. So stop. I mean, you can talk about marketing, but don't put a lot of money in marketing without having enough money in quality so that you have a quality product. You follow me? Yes. So people are doing the wrong thing. Spend yes. tons of money in marketing, and, and every time somebody goes out, and so another, another it goes with, mar with quality, is happy customer. Mm. It's real simple. Did that customer leave happy? Mm. That's it. It's too simple. So in the last few minutes here, am I okay? I want to tell you what we're doing. We have lessons that are consistent with God's Word, we believe, but they're not preaching. The business person is frankly, doesn't usually need another sermon if he's regularly listened to God. He needs to apply what he's got in his business. Now, I'm not mm. knocking sermons because I've, I've been a churchgoer for 47 years. But mm. we have on our website in English called IBB Talks. That's it. Mm. IBB Talks. It stands for Inspiring Better Business Talks. Let me repeat it. Inspiring Better Business Talks. But the short is IBB Talks. So if any of you listen to podcasts on any of your any of your materials that you have, is everybody familiar with podcasts? Yes. You can go to we host it on SoundCloud, but you can you can go to any any of your podcast iTunes or 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 your podcast on iTunes or wherever you want, and there you can hear up to four hundred different lessons that are taught on our mm. website by different people. Mm. Number two that we're doing, we're following the example of Jesus. When he left, he called his 12 apostles together, and they were a committee of 12. Now one, you know, Judas, he was a bad guy, and that was his fate in life was unfortunate. But they replaced him with Matthias, I think. So they had 12. Now that's not an exact number. That's not a, a, a perfect number. But we say, listen, if you will gather somebody, this is a chance for leadership for somebody in your in your church or in your world, say, if you'll gather 10 to 12 people and start talking about business in a way that you've never talked about business. Mm. You don't have to sell, uh, you don't have to give your, your trade secrets like your, your secret recipe, but you see in a group, there's everyone is facing the same things we're talking about. So you could be a, a, a piggery. You're raising pigs. You're 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 selling shoes. You're we selling wedding dresses. You're selling you're selling a uh, 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 wedding cakes. You're selling uh, you're 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 uh, got a boat a boat or a a, a, a a transport company. All those are the technical sides. On the technical side, everybody should be talking about doing your research and continually improving. 
But don't we don't need to know in this meeting of 12 what your formula is for your chicken's feed. That's a different meeting. And in this meeting of 12-ish people, then talk about the things we have on our website, the, what, mm -hmm. on podcast. And by, by the way, our website, all of our teachings, all 400 of our teachings are on YouTube. So if you mm -hmm. like video and you have good, good access, not, not expensive, but guess what? In a lot of Africa, it costs you money to use to watch a YouTube. So mm -hmm. YouTube, all of our lessons are in English on, in YouTube on IBB Talks. Mm -hmm. On podcast audio, IBB Talks. So when they so we suggest that they grab something off of that lesson, one of those lessons, somebody's listening and say, hey, this is something, the leader of the lesson, of the group, and they use that as a talking point. Mm -hmm. And they say, hey, is quality really important? I'm just using an example. And they might listen together or have listened to someone present the idea that quality is one of the laws that's important. And then mm -hmm. they, they discuss it. Now, in the United States, I don't know what you do. We have a, a congregation of 10,000. We have several hundred small cell groups, core groups, family groups, cell groups, church groups, which meet on their own, usually 10, 12, 15 people. And I lead this, my group for my church with 20 different people, if they all came, but usually have 12 to 14. And we talk about not the food for your chickens, but does quality work? We talk about having a happy customer. So the laws of business are the same for all of those different products or services. Hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. And then there's a step of faith right there. Somebody says, well, I really want to learn how to do business, but I don't want to join a group of 12 people. I'm going to talk to the men here a bit. <laughs> there's a my friend... Uh, Mina Paul in uh, Eldoret, Kenya. I was there in 2018. 20, uh, 2018. I recorded him. And he says, you know, the women had these community savings groups and the men wouldn't participate. Shame on you men. <laughs> and you know what they did? Eleven years ago, they started with a thousand dollars, and they told me they said there's some women that now have money, and we don't, and they have money to build a hospital and do some things. So you know, and these guys started. They, this was two two over two years ago. They had three million dollars in their community savings. They actually created a bank, and I'm riding with them, and they had started, helped start 1,000 businesses just like I'm talking to you. You know what they told me? He said somebody wanted to come and be a part of their deal, and he said, well, you learn to sell, put a, a, a handful of salt in your right hand and a handful of sugar in your left hand and go sell it. Mm. That's what he said. Everybody wants to start with a big market. I'm paying money for some of our people to travel from uh, uh, from Dar es Salaam to go visit them because they want to spread this. They have 41 employees in one part of their organization and 23 in another. I have a lot to tell about them. Started with no outside money. No money from America. 
No money from Australia. No money from UK. And you know what God says? These guys, I'm going to make them an example because they know how the laws and they're learning how the laws of business will work. Hmm. Well, I'm out of time. I have went over just a little bit. Uh, I'm here and available uh, to help you get started. I'm recruiting business people in America that would not send money. I'll just be honest with you. We don't send money because we think that when that happens, we become the source instead of God being the source. It doesn't mean we don't help out from occasion, but if the idea is you're going to get a potload of money from America that you get me started, we're not into that. We're saying start with what you have, but here's the difference. At the end of the month, at the end of the year, at the end of several years, you have independent People And it's not just Africa, Mongolia, uh, Asia, I've been all over Asia, uh, Serbia, Montenegro, I've been all over with this message that you have something to start with. And then those that know somebody that uh, speaks Swahili, the Tanzania, uh, East Africa Swahili, you can go to IBB Talk Swahili, and there's a hundred of the lessons already translated there. If somebody that knows somebody that speaks French for the French-speaking Congo, we only have about 50 of the lessons that's translated there. That's the same lessons, it's, it's just a different language. Mm. Can mm. I say two sentences? Two sentences, yes. is that okay, Pastor? Yes. Number one read the Bible, Paul was a tent maker. So mm. how did we get all the way? Now, never would we say that he gave up his calling. He used his business as part of his calling. And number two, uh, uh, that if we recognize the brightest light, in my opinion, is to be economically, uh, in a good economic situation. In other words, if you want your church to grow, you're not paying people to come like you're paying bus fares. But when, you're, when you change, can change the mindset of your people over time and your people in your church are prospering God's way, they tell their neighbors. They, it, you can't hide this. Like that song that says, you know, uh, uh, don't let, keep, let your light shine, don't hide it under a bushel. If, in my opinion, it's not elevating the business person, please. The business person, I believe, is in the gift of helps. Money helps. But when quietly, solid, growing, financially strong, the gospel spreads really a lot faster when that's the format. But if you got people begging for bus fares, who wants to join that group? Mm. Mm. 